Okay, cool. We're live. Super excited for this one. Favorite clients of all time, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always say that every time we get some of ours on. <laughs> Eden Thomas and Scott Thomas, who are the founders of Food for Thoughts. We've recently been working with them and they've been helping them with the migration over to Shopify, setting up the email system. Super excited to talk more about the business, learn about how they're scaling things on Shopify. So lads, thank you very much for your time. Why don't you give us a quick intro, what your background is and how you sort of stumbled upon this idea? Yeah, first of all, Adam, I just want to say a massive thank you um, to you and your team as well. Um, we're really seeing some great results as well from your work, so thank you. Um, thank you is firing very nicely, so big shout out to you and your guys. Um, yeah, so first of all, me and Eden are not brothers, even though we've got the same name. Um, we, are, we are lifelong friends um, since we were kids, basically. Uh, me and Eden sort of really reconnected in 2020. Um, I was very much on uh, my personal journey. Um, I decided that I wanted to sort of move away from being the party boy that I was. Can I say, I've heard this story hundreds of times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry. This is basically our pitch on every conversation that we have. Uh, but it just comes from the heart because literally this business just came from passion really and in terms of helping each other on our, on our journeys and now we're managing to help so many different people but anyway i was on this journey of like sort of sobriety i said i wanted to go 12 months sober i wanted to achieve the best shape of my life i was working on myself and it kind of came at a good time because we went into lockdown which everyone at the time was really sort of upset about but i was like this is brilliant i can now focus yeah. even more so on myself i've got no temptations i don't need to go out and I was training like five to six times a week, like every single day. And I wasn't achieving my goals. I was like, wait, I'm sober. I'm not drinking. What's going on? And I knew it was my food, right? I knew it was my nutrition. We've all heard the well-known um, phrase, 80% diet, 20% exercise. But there was nowhere to turn and no one to sort of guide me on that. Um, I had a great PT, but we focused on the hour in the gym. We didn't really look outside of that. And it wasn't until this guy, Eden, um, he popped up on my Instagram when he saw me posting brown rice, dried chicken, broccoli. And he said, what are you eating that for? And bear in mind, I saw Eden at a wedding um, a few months before and he was shredded. Like, he was literally, you know, when you're getting ready before the wedding, right? He's walking around with his top off and that. And Eden had always struggled with his weight <laughs> over the years. He was always quite a chubby guy. But he was in amazing shape. And I was like, wow, so I've got to listen to this guy. And he came around and he taught me all about basic science, calorie deficit, right? Flexible dieting. And he taught me that I could eat all the foods I love as long as I was in a calorie deficit. So basically he decided um, to create me a plan. He said, where do you shop? What foods do you love? And that's what he did. Because at first he was trying to suggest that I use my fitness pal where every time I eat something, I go and scan it. And I was like, mate, I don't have the time to do that. Right? Yeah. He said, you tell me what I'm eating every single day. I live a busy life. I want you to tell me what I'm eating. So anyway, he created this plan and I couldn't believe it. The, like the most food I've ever eaten in my life. Um, and I was getting more and more shredded. I was losing weight and I couldn't believe it to the point that sometimes I was getting out of bed to go and finish off what was on my plan because this guy was checking in on me every single day. And this is where the unique part came in. On WhatsApp, he was sending me voice notes. Um, have you had your water today? Have you had your chocolate bar? Uh, all these different things. And I was like, first of all, I was like, it's really annoying. Uh, but then I realized... <laughs> I love the accountability. I love the support of having him like over my shoulder. And then we realized that basically that sort of unique um, formula of having a plan based on the foods you love and then a coach, like a nutri coach within your WhatsApp, keeping you accountable was a game changer. I needed that. I think everyone needs it. And I got in the best shape of my life and we thought, right, 
let's see if we can do it for a few more people. Um, I'm lucky enough to have built up a, a really strong following on social media, um, which I acquired um, from my um, appearance on Love Island and other multiple primetime shows that I've done over the years. And I've got a following. And basically, we started to see if we could get the same kind of results. And Eden smashed it for these guys. Like, we had about 20, 30 people to begin with. And he was getting some amazing results. And what was really interesting is, once they had the plan, they didn't just settle on the plan. They wanted to renew because they wanted to keep Eden in their life. And I was like, wow, and yeah. Eden books, this is special. So anyway, long story short, because I know I'm talking a lot, um, <laughs> we decided to set up Food Force as um, a bit of a passing, pa passion project, um, yeah. a bit of a, a passive income on the side. We had a target of 250 members in six months. We did it in six weeks and we went, Jesus, something special there. And we had some amazing results. And then Food Force was born. And then we've been on a, a bit of an amazing journey over the last uh, about 14 months now. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got um, thousands of members now. We're, we're climbing really. And, and it's just been a very exciting place to be. And what we've really seen as well that's happened is the community. The community's become a massive part of what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, we're just, this is where we are now. So you've got probably market fit really soon that you were validated in six weeks, which is amazing, really, because I remember when we set up this business, you know, I mean, God, it must have been like a year until we started. I could take some money even for myself. Um, but you stumbled upon something really quickly and you realized it worked. Was there ever any concerns in the beginning that actually, you know, this is all built on sort of Eden's knowledge? Like, how do we scale this and find the right people? That was tough at first. We, at first, I was essentially writing plans, meal plans, and being a coach. And I knew that this wasn't going to work because my workload was massively intense at that point. We're taking on 100 people in the first month. Yeah. And But the main thing wasn't necessarily the concern around that role, but was around my approach. Was that teachable? And that was always like your concern as well. Mm. Like, is it teachable? And we looked at the, the qualities that I was offering to our members empathy, um, empowering people, um, providing knowledge, focusing on the well-being, and they essentially became our four core values and shaped our training academy. And then we very we were very particular about the the people we hired, the coaches we hired, making sure that they sort of had these qualities coming from here. That was the main one. Do yeah. they genuinely care about people? Do they really want to change people's lives? So um, we hired a few coaches in the first few months and looking for those qualities and actually what we realized was yeah 100 percent. and now they have got some incredible coaches and i mean outstanding and they're all changing people's lives just because of this formula just worked yeah i think a lot of the stuff that we do is is based on science and we've got an amazing team that do that behind the scenes but i think what makes a really great coach is someone who just has that empathy that mm. passion to helping people motivating people like for me now, Food Force is so much more than just a nutrition plan. It's it's a movement of self-development, progression, people who don't want to stand still. And yeah. that starts with our coaches. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Amazing. Sorry, Leah. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, obviously, pre to this, I didn't really get a chance to work with you guys when, when you were working with Adam. Um, and just having a look over the social media and having a look over the website, it's quite clear that those values are projected onto that and it's it's something that is a back and forth with a customer and with that service and oh it's really nice just to hear that people are just bothered about other people and that's that's your business plan you just do you know what's different do you know what's different about us Leah, is the fact that it's not just a business and this is why it's so easy for me and scott to do yeah. this because when you see the people's lives you're changing i mean at first 
when we first launched this, it was very much helping people to get into the shape, get into shape. But then over a period of time, when we seen how this was transforming this, yeah, that's yeah. when we realized, wow, this is something that everybody deserves. And listen, there's so many bad diets out there and people get confused. It's like, what's right and what's not? It's weird because I sat down with my mum the other day in the kitchen and I was trying to teach her about calorie deficit. She was like, she's like, oh, right, is that right? And I was like, do you know what's yeah. interesting is actually you find that, you find that surprising that something so simple that you've never understood before. And it's like, yeah. when it comes to like being in a calorie deficit, it's almost like, imagine you're driving a car and that car ran out of fuel and it stopped. Would you be surprised? And she's like, no. I went, okay, what if I told you I had a reserve tank? And I was using that reserve tank and it started driving again. Would that yeah. make sense? She's like, absolutely. I was like, calorie deficit, um, losing body and fat. And sometimes I think that's what makes um, a great business, something that's so simple but just yeah. sort of um, delivered in the right way. Yeah. And my brother, Adam, came around to my house one day and he had um, pizza on his plan, he had burgers on his plan, and he said, Scott, if this works, you are you are changing my whole relationship to food. And I went, welcome to yeah. the Force. Like, literally, like, the whole world deserves to know and understand about calorie deficit. I had a member, actually, an ex-member messaged me the day saying, Scott, do you know what? I'm not a paid member of Food Force anymore, but I just want to let you know that I've not been with you guys for six months and I'm not put on an ounce of weight. I just want to say thank you. And listen, that's all we're about, just sharing knowledge and giving people the tools to live a happy, healthier life. Um, so it goes. Yeah, it seems like it was quite intentional then because, you know, when you talk about hiring a PT, there is a very transactional nature a lot of the time where you pay someone and then you get in shape, then you quickly fall off the bandwagon and then there's a lot of churn in the business. Whereas I think what you guys have done really well, going back to what Leah was saying, it's became like a lifestyle business. And we all yeah. see it now in e-commerce that you build a community and a narrative first, and then you sell secondary to that rather than trying to just, you know, get as much money as possible. And I think that's probably why you've been so successful with it. Adding just on that, people will, people might not understand this, but people will get into the best shape of their life. They've achieved something they never thought was possible. And then they sign up for another year. Yeah. And that's because of the strength of the community and the fact that this is a lifestyle change. It's not a quick fix, fad diet. It's a lifestyle change and it's to be embraced. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like they've got a lot of emotional support alongside them as well, which is, like you said, an added value thing that you don't get. Like you said, Scott, with a traditional PT, you just go in, do your training, then you're out. So you've made it like around their lives, which is very important. Well, you got to remember, doing this sort of thing isn't easy. It, like Scott's always said, it's quite a lonely place when you're working on yourself. But And because there's so much confusing stuff out there, you're like, is it working? Is it not? Yeah. Am I doing the right thing? But when you've got that support, accountability being the key one, when you're accountable to someone, that yeah. really is just a game changer right there. Yeah, I think that's a massive point as well. Like, when I used to go on a bit of a transformation, I used to go, right, that's it. I'm going into like sort of shutdown mode. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to hear from anyone. I can't go to that place. I can't do this. I can't do that. I am just in it. Whereas with food thoughts, we go, no, you're not on your own. We're going to give you um, activities to do, walks, boot camps, positivity sessions, parties if you want them. Like we're still going to give you the freedom to enjoy your life and work towards your goals at the same time. Whereas I think a lot of sort of other plans and sort of um, programs, they kind of try make it really restrictive where it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Feels like prison. Yeah. That's why people say, oh, yeah. "I'm going to do three mm. months." The reason why people are saying I'm going to do three months is because that's them punishing themselves for a period of time. It's like being in prison, restricting. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's not sustainable is it you can't have any longevity in the results if you've got like oh i can only do this for three months because you're just going to fall back into the old habits that you've had for years otherwise this is talking me out of doing dry january to be honest the way that you're speaking <laughs> listen we've got members with alcohol on the plans like we've got a few members who want a nice glass of red wine every single night listen we say it's cool have it if you want some uh, prosecco at the weekend go out enjoy it but we'll just build it into your plan and make sure it's balanced i think the key thing is balance right and flexibility as well like you need to be able to enjoy your yeah. life like i put a post out yesterday that guys i'm about to like achieve the best shape of my life um i'm about to be shredded in a couple of weeks and like throughout the whole process i've never felt restricted like i'm never yeah. don't be wrong i've been consistent but i've never felt restricted and i think there's the difference there Hey, Leah, I'll log into Shopify in a minute and create 100% off coupon codes. Hey, I'm going to need it. Honest to God, after bloody lockdown and Christmas. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, so obviously we've heard a lot about the emotional side, how you guys have kind of got going. Um, getting onto the business side of things, which marketing channels do you think have been the most effective for growing the brand? Obviously, you've said you've you've grown so quickly and you've, you know, you've gone so far. And it's like even looking on your socials, I mean, looking at the the website and stuff like that. What tools have you used to kind of get there? Yeah, I feel feel like if I'm completely honest, this is what's quite exciting about what we've done, right? Because up until this moment, apart from the last few months when we've obviously got Clavio and stuff firing now and we're starting to try and implement Facebook ads, not nailed it quite just yet. But we built it basically based on my social media following and my network and, and also the community as well. Like we haven't actually introduced any other really like strong marketing streams just yet, apart from obviously by working with you guys, which is all going to come now and it's firing really well. But it, that's what's most exciting about it. And it's a credit to not me, but to the ethos and, and the, the, the sort of drive behind Fever Force. It goes it basically was launched at the back of my story and what it represented. It's organic. Yeah, yeah authentic. It, was, it was organic and authentic, right? So, um, and even like, I run a, um, a PR agency called The Social PR, and we specialize in influence strategy and marketing. And for now, Eden's been very frustrated going, Scott, why don't we get influencers involved now? I'm like, listen, I, am, I know this game really well, right? And for me, influencers only work when it's organic, it's authentic, they've been through a journey. I don't want anyone talking about few thoughts unless they believe, right? Right now, it's so precious for me, right? So we've actually got to this point now. um, I think we've got nearly 60,000 followers on Instagram, and we've got a thriving Facebook community and everything else. And we built it basically off the back of my my socials and my following and my network. And and don't get me wrong, it's not just my personal network, the social PR as well. We've got some big collaborations coming up with the traffic centre. But it's all to come, and I think... That's what makes it really exciting about it. We've not even scraped the surface yet. And the one thing that we've always said about Food Force is that it has to be a global community. Like we're not here to just be a small lifestyle business. We fully believe that everybody deserves to have Food Force in their life. And that's why we need to sort of plug in the different marketing streams now. And we're actually hiring for a marketing manager. So if anyone's watching this, um, that was <laughs> yeah, we've got a few um, comments trickling in. People are starting to throw the hat Hello. in the ring for the oh, job. Oh, there they are. Look there. Yes. Hello, Uma. Hello. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, I, I want to touch a little bit more on, you know, you said you used, like, your following as a springboard, Scott, but 
I think it's it's very important to note, isn't it? Like you said, people see through that inauthenticity. So there is other people who've got big social followers and influencers. You know, I seen KSI and um, Logan Paul release the brand the other day. If the product's bad, it's still going to tank, isn't it? Because you need to retain customers. So I think, you know, you guys deserve credit as well. If clearly, you've got a product offering that works because there is so many influencers who try to just monetize their audience and actually they end up losing credibility because the product's just terrible. Adam, let me tell you something, right? I've never been a good influencer until now, right? Because I, I came out of Love Island um, probably not with a, like the best guidance at the time. And you, you, you sort of don't know what your niche is. You're throwing um, out there teeth whitening posts and fashion posts. And I just <laughs> was never known for fashion or was that guy. And I never felt like I was a good influencer until... I came back into his life. Yeah, until, <laughs> no, but until I was honest and open about my journey and I gave some a part of me in return for a buy-in from my followers. And I think they, they want that. And I shared my journey. I was like, and now... I feel like I found my calling in life, right? It sounds cheesy, but I really do in terms of being a help, being able to help inspire people, motivate people every single day. It's the best job in the world, man. Like we, like one of our coaches the other day messaged me saying, Scott, I just want to let you know, like um, she shared a quote about basically the, the best gift in life is being able to help other people. And she said, thank you for allowing me to do that. And that's honestly what Food Force represents. Like we get to call this work. Don't get me wrong, it's hard work at times in yeah. terms of building the infrastructure and everything else. But in terms of helping people, it makes it so like much worthwhile. Hundred percent. And on the subject of teeth, what teeth whitening? Have you got anything for Leah? Oh my Shut god! Up. Start with this again. Literally every single podcast. We're, oh, me and you are having words tomorrow when wow. I see you, Adam. Wow. Uh, let's let's not dwell on your yellow pegs, Liam. I swear to God, I'm going to have you tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, going back to the first points, like this is, and, and I was talking to you guys about this when you started working with us. This is not, I was supposed, an out-of-the-box e-commerce store on Shopify. And, you know, we, we're a service-based business, and I know, like, it can be very hard to stay profitable because you want to help people. And you want to do everything for them, but there also needs to be a point where you're pragmatic and think, actually, the amount of touch points I add, you know, does erode your profitability. And you start to think, how do I scale this without recruiting more and more and more people? How have you guys, like, managed to make the system scalable and still obviously maintain the quality of support, which I know is obviously really important to you? So initially, when this was first launched, the coach, i.e. me, was writing plans and also being a coach. And what we did was we separated, we, we separated that. So you got a planning department and we got our coaching department. So now we've got our planning department that's responsible for essentially writing meal plans. And we've got our coaching for doing what they do best, inspiring, motivating people, keeping them accountable. Yeah. That was the first step. When we're thinking scalability, that's the one thing we kept asking ourselves. Is it scalable? Mm -hmm. Is it scalable all the time? That was the first step. And that's when we started to get a bit excited. But at that point, when we first launched, this business had a retention rate of around about 75, 80%, which was good for when we first started. But at the same time, I was looking at the bigger picture, thinking at some point, this is going to be a global brand. If we've got 100,000 members, it can't afford to lose, it can't afford to lose 20,000 people a month because it will be back to nothing before you knew it. So then we worked on basically improving the value of our offering, putting structures and systems in place to make sure that the coaches could operate at their best and do more rather yeah. than being bogged down with the day-to-day -day stuff, of making meal plan changes and just things that took up unnecessary time for them. 
with those changes we made, our <clears throat> retention rate is now approaching 90%. Now, it's not where we want it to be. We still want it to be working towards 95%. That's when we know we're in a really strong position. But 90% is fantastic. And that's had a huge, huge knock-on effect in terms of profitability, being able to being able to keep those customers and not struggle as much to acquire new ones. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that has been that's been the very first um, steps we took in terms of scaling the business. Now we've got our app coming out in a few months' time as well, which again is going to sort of support with uh, meal plans, allowing customers to be um, have more control over actually their meal plan itself, and just reducing down. Yeah. Um, our workload in-house and just automating some of our processes. There's all yeah. of these things where steps we're taking, small steps, not all happening at once, very small steps, just to ensure that profitability is there and will increase in the future as well. well. I think something that you mentioned before, Adam, which is really key to us, more so than probably any other business, is that, I'm not just saying that, it's just because we need to make sure that at the forefront of everything we do is our member and their journey and, and their sort of... Um, their value that they're getting from this. And it is difficult because obviously we want to get to as many people as possible, not necessarily from a financial perspective, but just from the fact that we know that this is a global product that people deserve and need in their life. And it's the most positive message to spread. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to um, the Mo Gorda um, podcast with Stephen Bartlett, where his mission is to, I think, is it to reach, make a, mil- a billion people happy? Yeah. Like, honestly, our mission statement is very much like that, to make people feel amazing, right? So we need to be able to get to these people, but not lose who we are as well at the core of it. And I think as the business has leveled up in certain areas, for example, the events, the community, um, uh, like the communication within the groups and stuff on WhatsApp and everything else, it's become uh, easier for us to sort of make the coaching sort of communication a little bit more structured rather than just a back and forth. And to be honest, the back and forth conversations with the coaches and stuff, um, it was our USP at one point. But what we realize now is that in a way it can kind of prohibit someone's growth. And what we started to do now is make that that um, sort of um, touch point with the coach a lot more structured now where they're getting, they're getting a lot more value out of it, right? So, for example, I've got a business coach. I go and see my business coach. I pay him a fortune. I go and see him for two hours. I get my homework and I value every minute in there. I yeah. put my phone down and I go away. I've got goals and I know that's... Same with a therapist. I've got a therapist. I'm honest and open about it. I go and see my therapist. In that hour, I get so much value from it. And the same with the coach. So we're now we're making it a lot more structured um, so that basically our members become a lot more empowered. So they make a lot more choices on their own. It's like I've been I've been victim of it myself where I've literally, because I've got the coaches around me all the time, I don't even try and grow my nutrition. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start look, reading the packages a little bit more. I'm going to start empowering myself a little bit so I can fly without food for thoughts at some point because that's what we want. Yeah, the members, our members, when it comes to decisions, when it comes to structure, they're at the heart of everything we do. And we always refer back, anytime I'm struggling with the processes or the the structure or just something where I know it needs to make a change, I always refer back to our values first and foremost, well-being, empowerment, empathy, knowledge, and growth as well, which is in there. And they allow me to sort of make decisions in the right way. So we've, I don't know if we didn't make it clear this time, but we've restructured some of our coaching processes so that it is more structured. So there's this less, there's less back and forth communication yeah. with the coach. Because sometimes, listen, our coaches have great relationships with the members, but sometimes the members might be messaging them asking what, what you're having for dinner tonight, you know, or what you're up to yeah. tonight. And that wasn't really part of their journey. Yeah. So whilst we've got to keep an element of that with smaller, supportive WhatsApp groups, we've now increased the value of those check-ins quite a lot so that, they're, they're getting exactly what they need. They're getting tools. They're getting goals set every single week. 
literally they're getting so much more now in terms of their entire journey but yeah. it's a lot of things like we were, la- we were lacking on knowledge we knew that was one of our core values but we're like do the members really get that much knowledge right now like they're very dependent on the coach so we just introduced what we call now tuesday trivia they get given a little bit of a guide and they answer seven questions and it went off they all loved it everyone was posting the scores on instagram and stuff yeah. and it's just it's just using those core values to always shape our decisions that are based around the member to make sure before we go and make that decision, is what we're doing right? Is it the right decision? Yeah, I think what you're saying with, with service-based as well, making sure that time that you're spending with someone is as rich as it can be exactly. in what you're trying to offer. Yeah. Um, me, I mean, Adam writes a lot of content for our blog pages and he has this, he has this word saying, I don't want to fluff it up. Like fluffing stuff up is basically putting fillers in there, doing this, that and the other and like the back and forth that you're talking about, you want everything to be focused and structured and then that way you, you're you both getting what you need to be getting out of it. 100%. Oh, Adam, we're going to have to start making more structures for things. I love it. Post-it <laughs> notes everywhere. It's funny you say, I, Adam, it's funny you say don't fluff things up, because right? in my other business, I always tell my, my, my team to make sure they fluff up the way that they talk. Not like the value they give, but you know, like to be more sort of fluffy, like more enthusiastic, more like. Yeah. Talk, do you understand what I mean? But I get what you mean by yeah, like, yeah. just put hours go, where's the fluff guy? Come on, bring the energy. Like, yeah, fluff yeah. it up. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that must be a difference between Scouts and Mancunian slang. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because he was going, Leah, don't fluff it up. And I was going, what? What are you on about? That's fluff, yeah. No, this 90% retention rate, like I, I, in e-commerce, right? Like this is the biggest talking point of all brands because Facebook ads, it's very, very hard now to get profitable on the first sale. So people are almost willing to take a loss to get someone through the door because they know, you know, the products will get them to return over and over again. What's the, we talked about a lot of things that probably play a factor in that retention, but I know we even speaking to you a lot. Those 30 days are crucial, right, to make sure crucial. someone stays accountable. Like, what type of strategies do you put in place around there? Do you know what's funny is actually, from my perspective, from our perspective, it's not perfect. It's nowhere near where we want it to be. But we're now focusing on that initial 30-day customer journey, and then we'll extend out to 90 days. But right now, it's just making sure that the touch points are there in the initial 14 days. So yeah. everyone knows, every member that joins us feels special, yeah. feels supported. Because you have to remember... When it comes to this sort of thing, a lot of our members will have tried everything. They will have been everywhere and they don't feel confident in themselves. Like they feel like something's wrong with them. So because it's quite an emotional thing they're doing, from the moment they touch base with us, it's absolutely key that it's almost like they've got a mental arm around them and they feel like they are with someone. And it was getting that message across, which has sort of helped with actually some of the emails um, that I've um, started that onboarding process so they know exactly what's expected. Because before we didn't have that. Some people yeah. would message us, oh, what, what, what happens next? You know, when do I, when do I hear from my coach? And there were, it's that word buyer's remorse you used, wasn't it? And we've sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. best now to eliminate buyer's remorse where possible. It's not where we want it to be just yet, but we are working towards that. Um, and then we didn't initially have consultation calls with the coach. It was all via WhatsApp. They sent a video, I am going to be a coach, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, no, let's, let's delve a little bit deeper here. So we introduced consultation calls for all of our members. And now they get to know the coach properly from the off. What's, why do you really want to do this? No, I want to lose two stone. No, what's the real reason why you want to do this? I don't feel that good about myself. So it's just yeah, building yeah. that relationship from the off and just providing that 
platform support. Yeah, we want people to feel from the moment they, they sign up to Food Force that they're, they're part of this movement, they're part of this family. And I'll be honest, we haven't nailed it just yet. I mean, it's always um, ever improving and, and we've got some holes that we need to fill. But at the same time is we will get there and we know because we, we know what it takes and we know what our members need. 100%. Yeah, really good points. A few more comments trickling in. Kirsten, what's up? Hey, don't forget to put the one that Helen's put. Coming from oh, you, yellow teeth, yeah. Wow, wow, okay. <laughs> yes, Helen. Helen. Helen's my sister as well, so this is just disgraceful. She'll be <laughs> um, um, Go on, I'll let Leah, this is something we talked about a lot, but I'll let Leah ask the question. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it leads on quite well from what you guys were just saying. Um, and, I mean, personally, I have seen some of the videos of the uh, the events that you guys have done. And I've never been more excited about going to a gym because I was like, this looks like a nightclub, loving it. Mm -hmm. um, as well as the events, how important is the community and driving retention? So, Can I just say first and foremost, our next event, by the way, we're going to be doing, can I say that? We're, yeah, yeah. we're going to be doing a boot camp um, at the Trafford Centre on the stage in the Orient. I want you to both there. Yeah. I want you to come. Adam really needs to go, to be fair. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go Honestly, without our community, our business wouldn't be what it is at all. We probably wouldn't have got this far. Um, it is everything we're about. And we realised that at quite an early stage was that just people feel part of something they feel proud to wear this and they're getting support from each other it's actually highlighted to us once when uh, we actually had a member who said they weren't um happy with the coach they said oh we're not really happy with our coach but we love food for thoughts so we need to look at each other and went, what did he love and then we realized they <laughs> yeah. loved being part of what this represented and what it and what it was and that's when we went jesus we've got something even more special than we thought here yeah um, and the community just rapidly came out of nowhere i'll be honest with you, like and then we started doing online events during lockdown. Like um, we did like the big night in, which was me and Adam hosted and my brother. And, and then as we came out of lockdown and we started doing our walks and we, we have like a hundred people turn up to come and walk around the mountains with us. And then we started doing um, positivity sessions, the boot camps and- Quizzes. Yeah, quizzes. Like, and, and we did a party, a, a, a summer party. Um, we've got a, a Christmas party that's coming back now in February because we had to cancel it because of COVID. But anyway, it just became a massive part of what we do. and. Not, and what we're realising now is when a member joins, they not only get the support and accountability from us and, and, and the coaches, they get it from the members. Like, yeah, yeah. That they yeah, get yeah. it from each other. And like I said, there's nothing sort of more lonely in the past for me than going on a, a self-development journey because not everyone can be on your wave. But in Food Force, we give people not only the platform, but the community um, to achieve those goals together. And I think it's a massive part of what we do. Probably the strongest part of what we do. And I think we've spoke now to... Um, a couple of different sort of um, potential investors into the business. And one thing they've said is like, the community you've created can take some brands years to create. And we've done it in, in yeah. one year. So I'm really proud. Yes. And it's, I think, go on, sorry, Eden. I've got to say, I think that uplifting retention over the past year has been because we've put a focus on our events and we're yeah. bringing people together. And I think our next focus will be is how can we start to connect members even further individually? Just like, it might just be little things like, like car share schemes or, you know, so people, because yeah. we don't want anyone within our community to feel isolated, they might be new. Uh, so it's like, how can we bring them into the community so they feel like they're, they've got that support from everyone else as well? 
yeah. yeah i think that's a really good idea because it's like the first thing you know if you ever start going to the gym someone's always like you should find someone to go with because yeah. then you've got someone to make sure that you go in and it's like 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 you said before scott as soon as you stop partying, you turn around to all your mates and go, I don't want to see any of you for like two weeks because I am not having a drink. I am not going out. And you go, because as soon as I see my mates, I'm going to want to go out and I'm going to want to go and have a drink. And it's that that community when you come bottle, you can all sit there and go, oh my God, I'm gasping for a Prosecco tonight. Or I want to go out and party and they go, oh, let's go for the gym. Or you can wake up next the next day and feel fresh and you can all go mm. for a walk together. But listen, we even, like, like we even say, like, some of our parties have gone off. Like, we don't say that you can't have a drink and you can't enjoy yourself. But there's something special about doing it with a, with people who, who've got a bit more of a balanced approach to life and they want to wake up the next day and be able to go for a coffee rather than curl up in a ball like I used to. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very special and it's only going to get stronger and stronger this year. Well, listen, I mean, we work with a lot of brands and talking about investments, that is the, the number one thing all brands are focused on this year. It's like, how can we build a community? And as you said, a lot of people are working backwards because they got a good product, but, you know, that's not enough anymore because everything's so commoditized. Everyone just copies each other and goes, oh, I can do that. But you can't rip someone's community off. It takes, like you said, years to build a community and it's like a moat around your business that you build. Do you know the one thing, whenever we get nervous about a competitor or we look at a competitor we always look at them we look at them and say they haven't got a community and we always feel reassured straight away there's a serious lack of community and like so this community is only going to get stronger like we i feel like we've not even scraped the surface just yet in terms of the events bringing people together there's got to be massive opportunities within our app to bring people together even more it's like virtually that is so um yeah yeah it's been a game changer for us Really hey, well, send me the pitch deck. Maybe I can dip into the Margaret Monster uh, bank account and throw some pounds in there. <laughs> I've got a feeling Andy might have something to say about that, Adam. <laughs> well, and I want to be respectful of your time because I know we're just over 30 minutes now. But a couple of quick questions to finish. First one is um, diversifying into different products. So for me, like it seems a no-brainer. But again, you know, I'm not in the business. What about like meal plans and stuff like that? Apparel... You're thinking of sort of diversifying out and training do you mean, programs. Do you mean meal prep? Sorry, meal prep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you've misunderstood that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I have you been listening? <laughs> Listen, look, we're both sat here now in our F4T hoodies, and I think merch is something that we're really stepping up this, this year. Anything that's going to strengthen the brand. Uh, I think the events as well is going to be a massive part of what we do for members and non-members. Like, we don't want this to be an exclusive club. We want this to be... A movement that everyone can sign, try and be part of. Um, and listen, food for thoughts is a lifestyle, right? It's not just a meal plan. It's not just nutrition. And the opportunities are endless, like really endless. And we want to be also having big partnerships and link ups with the supermarkets at some point because we work in conjunction with them. We work in conjunction with yeah. Tesco, Sainsbury's in terms of that we are promoting their products, their things. So we've got big aspirations to be linking our app to them in the future. Um, it, the, the opportunities are endless because, like you said, we are a lifestyle. One thing we'll say is that we're, everyone always says to us, like, you know, you're not going to go heavy on the fitness side. And we're touching it a little bit, but that's never going to be our USP. Like, food is our niche, and we're taking a holistic approach in terms of health and well being, um, using nutrition. And with regards to the fitness, what we don't want to do is sort of like, listen, fitness is done. It's done by, you know, thousands and thousands of brands. What we do, we're doing it well. And at some point, it would be nice for us to sort of partner with 
um, some yeah. of these big fitness brands and because they don't offer what we offer at the same time so we don't want to alienate ourselves in that market and that's part of the reason why we're not ever going to go like ham on the on the fitness side of things got it makes perfect sense i love that you concentrated on your niche as well and not like sort of going into multiple areas which can distract you Listen, when we first started, I was like, oh, we could do fitness, we can do meal prep. Meal prep's an interesting one, to be honest with you. That's an interesting one. We've not really thought about it. Because, um, again, it doesn't really tie in with our business model right now. Could it do in the future? Possibly, maybe. I think there's people out there that use meal prep, so they can use it in our plans. Would that work? I don't know. Possibly, yeah, but it's not really something... I've heard meal prep's a logistical nightmare, though. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like a million, a million of them in Liverpool and Manchester, and it's like they're around for a couple of months and then another one pops up and another one pops up and another one pops up. And it's like, mm. how many times can somebody put brown rice, chicken and broccoli in a, in a takeaway box? <laughs> you, you, that's it. That's enough now already. Like, <laughs> that's not us. On, on the subject of uh, investments, Nick, what's up, mate? Um, Nick, yes, Nick. <laughs> Nick works for Clearco, who do invest in e-commerce brands. Um, I've so heard of Clearco. Yeah, Nick's my boy, so um, you guys might want to float some little message. Hey, what's up, Nick? <laughs> Finishing off, uh, final one. Go on, Leah, I'll let you take the stage because I know you love oh, the um, So as a rounds up, what would your advice be to any new founders in any e-commerce side? I think the one, because this is my first time in business, by the way, like I had I'm a pilot. I don't. I didn't know really had anything to do about business beforehand. So I've really, really learned a lot in the past 15, 16 months. And if there's one thing I could give to, one bit of advice I could give to new founders, especially new commerces, slow down first and foremost. Don't grow too fast. Yeah. That's one thing we did. We grew very quickly. Um, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. But then holes appeared because of it. Um, and just also just like stay true to to who you are like don't try and don't try and do everything do what you're good at and do it well that's what i would say 100 percent. and i think this is just um on a side note for anyone in business i think your team is is crucial i feel like um investing in the people around you is, is, is the first step and always like sort of thinking ahead as well like we're now looking for roles that we know that we might need in six months time or yeah. do you know what i mean it's like don't rest on your always go right i need this person now it's just constantly having conversations um, because as your business grows, those roles will become so crucial. But right now, everyone's sort of mucking in, in different areas and stuff. But as we grow, we want to bring in specialists in certain areas to help us go to the next level. And I think that's why right now we are having multiple conversations on the investment front as well to take us to that next yeah. level. No, know the limits of yourself. Like, you know, I, I'm i not like specialised in web design or anything like that. So there's no point in me trying to do it because there's got to be a million other people out there that know, know how to do it better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Really. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's a credit to you guys because um, we work with a lot of people who can try and promise you the world and not really fulfil it. Um, but obviously, from the moment we work with you guys, you guys have been so thorough. The communication's been there, which has been key. And um, that's why we agreed to come on here today because we've got nothing but good things to say about you guys. So thank you. Can I finish on one last thing as well? I read a quote ages ago. It's actually from one of your friends, um, Danny Buck. Yeah. Um, he said Big that, shout out to Danny Buck. Um, he said that going to zero, going from zero to one, is a lot harder and time-consuming than going from one to ten. So yeah. like, stick with it and have faith. And I'll probably say we're not even at one yet. I'll probably say we're approaching one. 
So, yeah. yeah. Completely resonates with with everything that you guys have just said. Uh, I'm actually got a little bit emotional, Scott. <laughs> 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 definitely splice that clip um, guys it's been a pleasure to talk how can people learn more and get started if they want to get involved um, they can head to our website f40.com um, they can also drop us a direct message um, on food for thoughts at food for thoughts on Instagram we're re very responsive there, even, even myself and Eden um, download our five uh, five day free meal plan as well on our website it gives you an idea of the kind of foods that you can be eating, which by the way, guys, is everything. Like no, nothing is off restrictions at all. 100%, and we've also got some events coming up now, um, like I said, at the Trafford Centre and, and different events where we're gonna be opening them up to non-members so they can come and meet the community and stuff like that. So just stay tuned and, and there's a lot more yeah. to come and we'd love to help change some more lives, especially coming into the new year. Well, we are in the new year. Let's go. <laughs> Adam, we can try you on a new vegan diet. I know how much you want to do it. He's looking shredded now, Adam. You're all right. <laughs> <sighs> Back in the gym this year with a vengeance. <laughs> it starts from new starts with nutrition. 80% diet, 20%. Well, I'm on, I'm on the meal prep at the moment because I've got different subjects altogether. But again, structure. like going back to time and structure, I just found, you know, not having things readily available. I was making bad decisions. So I thought, right, this year, like meal prep straight away and it's just saved so much time and made me more efficient so yeah yeah structure's big structure helps a lot 100 yeah. well thank you so much guys i've got to jump on the call now but it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure man thank you for having us cheers Adam. Oh, cheers, Leo. cheers guys take care all the best